وأقولوا في القرآن ما جاءت به آياته فهو الكريم المنزل وأقولوا قال الله جل جلاله والمصطفى الهادي ولا أتأول الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد وإن شرح الكتاب النزهة النظر في توضيح نخبة الفكر written by الإمام حافظ ابن حجر رحمه الله تعالى We've previously spoken about the following. Hafid ibn Hajar at the beginning, what he did was, he categorized the khabar that has reached us. The khabar bi'itibari wusulihi ilayna. The khabar in terms of how it reached us, he categorized it into how much? Mutawatir and what? Ahad, a hadith that has reached multitude narration. And the mutawatir we categorized into two mutawatir lafzi and mutawatir ma'nawi. Hafid ibn Hajar rahimahullah ta'ala categorized the khabar in terms of how it reached us into two mutawatir, which is multitude narration, and ahad, which is that which has not reached multitude narration. The mutawatir we said is two lafzi and ma'nawi. And the ahad, we categorized it into two. We categorized the ahad into We categorized it uh, into two. The first categorization is In terms of the amount of narrators there are in it. And that one we categorized it into three. Mashhur, Aziz, and then Gharib. And then we went to the second type of ahad. We said in terms of its strength and in terms of its weakness. Because remember we said the khabar which is mutawatir, a hadith which is mutawatir, we don't look at it whether it's strong or weak. The mutawatir doesn't go into that discussion. Only the hadith that's observed, that is looked at, whether it's strong or weak, is the hadith which are, which are a had. So bi'tibari quwwati wa da'fi is where we were in. We previously spoke about the maqbul, the accepted hadiths. That was the first time. And of course there's the mardud. We haven't touched on the mardud yet. We are in the maqbul. And the maqbul we said is of two types. The hadith which is ahad that is looked at from the first time which is maqbul is of two types. The first one is bi'tibari martabatihi in terms of its level. Or in terms of its level now. In terms of its, in terms of its levels. And that we said is sahih and what? Hassan. Sahih and Hassan. And the Sahih we categorize into two. Sahih ulidati, Sahih ulidati. And the Hassan we categorize into two. Hassan ulidati and Hassan ulidati. Today we're going to go into the second type of hadith which is maqbul. The second type is what we're going to go in today. And it's the second type of categorization of the hadith which is maqbul. If you look at the Nushatul Nadar, Hafir ibn Hajar says, Rahimahullah ta'ala. You look at the Nushatul Nadar. And the Tawdih, Nukhbatul Fikr. So let's look at the Nukhbatul, let's look at the Nuzhatul Nadar. Let's look at the Nuzhatul Nadar. Hafid ibn Hajar says, 
Thumma al-maqbulu yanqasimu aydan ila ma'mulin bihi wa ghayru ma'mulin bihi. That's the second type of categorization of maqbul. In terms of whether it's implemented or whether it's not implemented. Here he goes into ma'mulun bihi and ghayru ma'mulin bihi. The ma'mulun bihi is two. It's the muhkam and the nasikh. Just remember that. The muhkam and the nasikh are the only two that are implemented. Okay? This hadith is maqbul and it's implemented. It's and then we're going to see the ghayru ma'mul, that which is not implemented. And it's two types, inshallah ta'ala. It is the mukhtalaful hadith and it's the what? And it's the mansukh, the abrogated one. Here, is, inshallah, we're going to understand what it means al-muhkam. What it means al-muhkam. He says, al-maqbulu in salima min al-mu'aradati fahuwa al-muhkam. This is what muhkam means. Muhkam means a hadith that is free from any opposition. In salima min al-mu'aradati. If a hadith is safe from any opposition, it's called muhkam. Do we implement it? Of course we do. The reason why we implement it is because it's safe from what? Any type of opposition. There's no other hadith that is opposing it. Hafiz al-Hajr said, look what he said in his Nusha. He says, لم يأتي خبر يضاده No other narration has come to oppose it. فهو المحكم وأمثلته كثيرة And examples for that are a lot. Any hadith any hadith that we know of that has no opposition, and there are many in the Malamal Bidyat is from them, many ahadiths that there is no opposition for it. This is called what? It's called a muhkam. What about if this hadith has an opposition? There's a hadith that seems to be opposing it. There's a hadith that's opposing it. But this hadith that's opposing it is bimithlihi like it. It's a hadith that's like it. Hafid then says, If it's been opposed, this hadith is being, being opposed with another hadith. Okay? If you're able to bring them together, there's a hadith opposing another hadith. If there's a possibility to bring them together, this hadith is called the Mukhtalif al hadith. The is a what? It's a hadith. Which is there's an opposition like it. If there's a possibility to bring them together for Mukhtalaful Hadith, this hadith is called a Mukhtalaful Hadith. Ibn Salah Rahimahullah in his Muqaddimah, page 143, he mentions an example for this. The example for a hadith which is Mukhtalaful Hadith is the hadith of the Prophet where he says, La adwa wala the first part is what concerns us here. Adwa means what? Adwa here means there is no transmittable disease. There's no illness that a person has that he can pass it over to somebody else. That's what one hadith says. One hadith negates any illness that a person can give to another person. Okay? We have another hadith that says, Firra, run away from, min al the one who has leprosy, firaraka min al asad, the way you run away from a lion. So why would a person run away from a person who has leprosy? Because his illness is going ha- to happen to you. But the other hadith says what? That there's no illness that 
So this hadith is mukhtalif al-hadith. But is there a way to reconcile between the two? Ha, there is a way to reconcile between the two. Which is what? Ibn Hajjah tells you, وَجْهُ الْجَمْعِ بَيْنَهُمَا The way to bring them together is أَنَّ هَذِي الْأَمْرَاضِ لَا تُعَدَّ بِطَبْعِهَا Illness does not transmit in and within itself. So when the Prophet negated la adwa, there's no illness that transmits, he means that the illness itself can't move. It moves with whose permission? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what that means. And the other hadith, um, it tells us to take the means to prevent yourself from it. Sah? Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, he can take away from the fire burning, and the fire may not burn a person. Okay? That doesn't mean if you throw yourself in a fire and say, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, if he wills, he will not burn you. Okay? You take the precautions and you take the means. So this had two hadiths, there's no now, there is no opposition towards one another. The one that's negating is negating the illness in itself cannot go from one person to another. It needs whose permission? Allah's permission. The other hadith is talking about taking the means and to be careful. So these two hadith, these, this hadith is called what? It's a hadith which is mukhtalaful hadith. It's a hadith which is mukhtalaful hadith. Al-Imam al-Tahawi, rahimahullah, what he did was, he took these type of hadith. He took these ahadith and he made a book in authorship of it. He authored a book in, this, in these types of hadith and he worked on them. Rahimahullah, rahmatan wasi'a. Imam al-Tahawi, rahimahullah, he authored the kitab, Sharh Ma'ani al-Athar. His kitab, Mushkil al-Athar, sorry. Rahimahullah, rahmatan wasi'a. And many other scholars, they also speak about it. Ibn Hajar is Fatuh al-Bani, many places he speaks about these ahadith which are mukhtalif al-hadith. You find him talk about it, Nawi does it as well. Ibn al-Arabi, the Maliki scholar, in his Aradat al-Hawadi, which is Sanah al-Sunan al-Tirmidhi, he speaks about it. Ibn al-Qayyim in his Tahrib al-Sunan, uh, he also deals with it as well. And other scholars do so as well. Awla, what about if the two ahadith can't be brought together. Okay, we spoke about one type of ma'mulun bi. What's the ma'mulun bi? The hadith that's implemented is the muhkam. We've learned it, right? Okay, the hadith which is ghayru ma'mulun bi is what? The mukhtalaf. Sah? Ghayru ma'mulun bi is the mukhtalaf. Now we're going to go into another, what's the second type of ma'mulun uh, bi? Nasiq. And the second type of غَيْرُ مَعْمُولٍ بِهِ is what? Mansukh. So we're going to do those two. Awla. If you're not able to. Awla here Ibn Hajar means Rahimahullah Ta'ala. What does he mean? Awla. That we're not able to bring them together. It is not possible to bring the two together. There's no way to consult the two. There's no way to bring them together. وَتَبَتَ الْمُتَأَخِرُ And the late one is, is, is established now. We know which one of the two ahadiths was late. وَتَبَتَ الْمُتَأَخِرُ The late one is known. We know which of the two hadiths came late. We know that. وَتَبَتَ الْمُتَأَخِرُ فَهُوَ النَّاسِخُ Then the late one is the abrogator. It abrogates. والآخر المنسوخ and the one that's earlier is the one that's abrogated. What does نسخ mean? What does abrogation mean? It means 
رفع تعلق تعلق حكم شرعي بدليل شرعي متأخر عنه is the uplifting of a shar'i ruling with another shar'i ruling that is that came after it the nasikh is the one that abrogates ma yadullu ala raf' al-madhkuri is the one that comes and he uplifts the ruling ibn hajar then says wa tasmiyatu nasikhan majazun to call it the abrogator, this hadith, to call it the abrogator, he said this is bajaz, is metaphorically. The reason why he said is because لأن الناس في الحقيقة هو الله, the one who really abrogates is Allah, not the hadith. Then Ibn Hajar rahimahullah gives you ways to recognize the hadiths that abrogate. How do you identify which hadith will abrogate another hadith? Sometimes it comes by nas, number one. Sometimes the ahadith itself mentions the abrogation. As it's in Sahih Muslim. Okay? As it's in what? Sahih Muslim. The, the Prophet sallallahu hadith Buraida. The Prophet said, Kuntu I was. I used to prohibit you from visiting the graves. Fazuruha, go and visit the graves. It will remind you of the hereafter. So the Prophet here, what did he say? Kuntu, I used to. Before, I used to, I used to prohibit you. Anziyaratil quburi. I used to prohibit you from visiting the graves. Fazuruha, go now and visit the graves. Fa'ina tudakirul akhirata. It will remind you of the hereafter. So this one, already it's clear. The Prophet is saying that my previous ruling was this, and now I'm saying to you, up different. So in other words, I've abrogated my previous ruling, which is to stop you from going to the graves. I am now telling you, go to the graves. This is what? It is that it came in the text, right? The second one is A companion would say that this hadith came later than this hadith. The Sahabi would say that. Sahih? A companion would clearly say that this hadith came after this hadith in timing. As it's in the hadith of Jabir, that the, he said, the last of the two affairs of the Prophet, meaning the two things, the two, that has the two of the last affairs was of the Prophet leaving off doing wudu what went through fire. Before the Prophet, what did he say? The Prophet commanded the companions, if you eat any food that goes into the fire, what do you do? Anything that's cooked, you have to do wudu from it. That's what he said. Jabir here is saying, the last of the affairs, الأمرين, the last of the affairs in this issue was what? النار, and there's only istithna here, there's an only exception here. Okay? Which is, hadith, which is what? The eating of the meat of the uh, camel. That's the only istithna. Okay? Some of the scholars thought that this is abrogating all of the, even the camel meat. But that isn't the case. This is abrogating the rest other than the, the camel meat. Uh, other than the camel meat. So if a person eats any other meat now, goat meat, cow meat, it doesn't matter. What do they do? They don't do wudu. 
Why? Because it's abrogated. Why is it abrogated? Based on the statement of Jabir. Jabir told us that this was the last of the fans. The person doesn't have to do wudu. The person doesn't have to do wudu. They will leave off doing wudu. Very good. Third one is ما يعرف بالتاريخ وهو كثير. And the third way of knowing it is that the person will will know the tarikh. They will research and they will come to finding the time that this incident took place. Hafiz Hajar in his Mushaf al-Nadhar he points out a very important point which we tend to find in many people which is a lot of people say to you, this hadith abrogated this hadith how do you know Abu Huraira narrated it and Abu Huraira took Islam later and because he took Islam later his Islam was after the companion so and so so that means that this hadith is abrogating the other hadith وَهَذَا غَيْرُ sahih. That's incorrect because why? Abu Huraira could narrate this hadith from another companion and it's very common riwayat al-Sahabi and al-Sahabi is Sahabi narrated from another companion? It happens a lot. So Hafiz Muhammad al-Qur'i says in his Nusrat al-Nadr, he says, وَلَيْسَ مِنْهَا مَا يَرْوِيهِ الصَّحَابِيُّ الْمُتَأَخِرُ الْإِسْلَامِ مُعَارِضًا لِلْمُتَقَدِّمِ عَلِي لِاحْتِمَالِ أَنْ يَكُونَ سَمِعَهُ مِنْ صَحَابِيٍ آخر أَقْدَمَ مِنَ الْمُتَقَدِّمِ الْمَذْكُورِ أَوْمِدْرِي فَأَرْسَلَهُ It could be the Mursal al-Sahabi, a companion heard from another companion. So it could be that Abu Hurairah heard it from Abu Bakr. It was from the early people who came into Islam. And you're straight away saying, based on the fact that Abu Huraira was last in Islam, then that means he had this hadith late. So then this hadith of Abu Huraira abrogated the hadith of Jabir or the hadith of Fulan. And that is incorrect. That's not a correct way of knowing that. But if there is in the narration that shows that Abu Huraira had this on the battle of so-and-so, مثلاً, and we know that the battle of Uhud took place after مثلاً, the battle of Badr, مثلاً. And Abu Huraira said, this happened on this day of the Uhud, the Prophet said this. And then we have another narration that took place on the battle of Badr. By history, we know what? That Uhud and Badr between them was one, one year. Uhud Badr took place on the 17th of Ramadan on Friday. And we know that Uhud took place, three qawl of the ulama, there's three qawl. Some said it took this fifth. Some say, no, it's the 11th. And some they said it's the 15th of Shawwal. The third year of Hijriyah on Shawwal, the third year of the Hijriyah. Whereas Badr, the second year of Hijriyah, Ramadan 17th, Sahabas were fasting that day. So you have one year gap between the two. Historically, we know now what is being narrated in Uh Badr and what is narrated in Uhud. There's a what? There's a year difference. So we'll say, Naam, it abrogated it based on the fact that we know the history and we know the tariq of this time. Um, another question arises Can a consent abrogate? Can the consent abrogate? The scholars they say okay. The ijma' is not an abrogator, it can't abrogate, but it indicates an abrogation. It indicates that there's an evidence there that abrogated. Does that make sense? That the, ev- the evidence is what abrogated, and the consent gives us that reassurance that this text has abrogated. Sah? Are we all together? So you can't say this got abrogated with a consent. A consent cannot abrogate. But it indicates that there's an evidence there that abrogated. Okay? What about 
if we're unable to re we can't even know the time we're struggling in knowing which one came first which one came after we try to the, we don't have it by nas the prophet never said it so it's not like the first we can't find out basically based on what sahabi never said that this one was the last of the two affairs or something like that we couldn't know it by tarikh we struggled by knowing through the tarikh so what do we do half of the nahad of there says if we're unable to bring it, we don't know the tarikh now, which one came first and which one came after. We don't know. Half of the Hajjah then says it's one of two situations or one of a couple of situations. First of all is it is possible to do tarjih. Tarjih here means what? To say one is stronger than the other. Okay? Whichever wudu of tarjih there is, whether it be connected to the mat or whether it be connected to the islad, tarjih here means strengthening. What about if there's no ability, there's no one can do tarjih? No one can strengthen one over the other. They can't. If you're able to do that, then you have to do tarjih. And what about if you can't? Then it falls into a tawaqquf. The person withholds. You do tawaqquf of this issue, you stop talking about or implementing any of the two hadiths. You do tawaqquf, you withhold from it. And what do you say? Allahu A'lam What do you say? Al-Imam Al-Maraq Al-Sa'ud What did he say in his uh, In his uh, In his Al-Fiyah What does he say? He says فَكُلُّ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْمَنَاحِ الْأَرْبَعَةِ يَقُولُ لَا أَدْرِي فَكُنْ مُتَّبِعَةِ فَكُلُّ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْمَنَاحِ الْأَرْبَعَةِ The four أَئِمَّةُ الْأَرْبَعَةِ يَقُولُ لَا أَدْرِي They say we don't know When they don't know فَكُلُّ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْمَنَاحِ الْأَرْبَعَةِ then be a follower in them in this regard as well. Don't just follow them in tahara, salah, and zakat, and hajj. Follow them in their wara'. When they didn't know, they said, Allahu alam. But in the scholars, they say, anybody who doesn't have with him, la adri usibat maqatiluh. He's in danger. Because la adri is the shield of the scholar. What is it? It's a skill and a student of knowledge. It's what we run to as a shield to run away from what? Ah, it's our way to shield ourselves. When somebody catches us, ladri. If you miss that, usibat maqatil, who your arrow will hit you. And it's not something to be embarrassed about to say ladri, because of the benefit that it has is that you go out of your way and you learn. When you say ladri, I don't know, it makes you go out of your way and learn and study more and research this issue. But if every single thing you think you know it and you answer it, are you ever going to learn? You're not going to learn. You're not going to. You're not going to learn. There's a kitab written by Bakr Abu Zayd, rahimahullah ta'ala, Sheikh Bakr Abu Zayd, alayhi rahmatullah. There's a kitab called At-Ta'anum. What is it called? He calls At-Ta'anum. At the beginning of the book, he talks about a story of a man who every time he's asked a question, he answers it. Any question that is asked, anything it may be, he has an answer with him. 
something he's got something, something to say, inshallah. And the signs of a ta'alum that the person is self-taught or he's a pseudo-scholar, as they say, yeah? So he mentions examples like that. So if we're unable to reconcile between a hadith and we're unable to bring it together and it's tarjih uh, cannot be done, we can't strengthen one over the other, um, then it becomes tahakum. So you do tawakkuf. Tarjihun bighayri murajjihin yusamma tahakum. If you can't do tarjih, you can't strengthen one opinion over another opinion because you don't have evidences for it. What do you do? You do tawakkuf, you withhold, you say Allahu alam, and you leave it. When you leave it, who deals with it later? Somebody else who can. Because it's impossible. Two ahadith, sahihayni, both of them are authentic. The Prophet said both of them, and there's no way to deal with it. And there's no way to deal with it, or there's no way to bring it together. No, the hadith can be brought together, and the hadith can be uh, reconciled, and it can be dealt with. And the, there's ulama for it. So if you're not able to do it, there are other scholars who are what? Who are capable, who are able to do so. So the person does a tawakkuf. He does what? A tawakkuf. Pay attention here. What was the first point that we mentioned? The hadith is muhkam. Then it becomes what? Mukhtalaful. It becomes Mukhtalaful hadith. Mukhtalaful hadith is when you're trying to do what? Jam'a bayna nusus. You're trying to bring them together, right? And then, does jam'a take precedence over nasr? To bring the hadith together. Sah? Does it take precedence over saying that one came before the other? So if there's a scholar out there that's saying this is abrogated. And another scholar is saying there is this possibility of this being mukhtalif al-hadith faqat. There's wajhul jab'ah. Who takes precedence here? Mukhtalif al-hadith. That's what the fuqaha use against those who say the hadith of Jabir, uh, of the Prophet ﷺ, where he said that the akhir al-amrayni min Rasulullah ﷺ, it was what? Tarku mima masatin naar. This hadith, if you result to a nasq by even adding the camel meat in there, then that means that you're going to leave a wajhul jam'ah that can be done, which is to say that this hadith is am in its abrogation. And the hadith of what? Jabir is, the other hadith is what? Khas. So this is talking about everything other than the camel meat. Other than the camel meat. Hafzul al-Hajr now, we finished maqbul. What have we finished? We finished the hadith well, from the angle of uh, maqbul, the accepted hadith. Half of the hadith, he's finished it for us now. Are we all together? We finished maqbul. What did we say? The maqbul was two, two types, right? The maqbul was what? It was two types. The first one is bi'tibari martabatihi. Bi'tibari maratibihi, to be specific. In terms of its level, right? And he said, how much is that? Sahihan. Hasan. We did that, we finished that. Then we went into the second type of maqbool. What did we say is bi'tibari? Al-amalu bih wa ghayrul amali bihi. That is what we took today. We took how much? Al-amalu bihi is how much? What were the two? Al-muhkam. Al-mukhtalafun hadith. 
uh, sorry al al nasikh so it's muhkam al nasikh and we said ghayr ghayr ma'mur bihi is what yeah mukhtalif al hadith ali mansukh we finished maqbul maqbul is finished now now we're going to enter the ahadith which are rejected they are unacceptable which is what is called mardud this is the second type of khabar which is this is the second type of what did we say the ahad was two types remember in terms of his turuq how much did we say that was three mashhur aziz and gharib and then we said bi'tibari quwwatihi wa dha'fi there was maqbul and there's what mardud shifri maqbul we're now in mardud now mardud is the second type of khabar al-ahad bi'tibari quwwatihi wa dha'fihi we go together be sharp here and focus so we're in the mardud now pay attention mardud is only two things that you just need to memorize a hadith which is mardud if you ever hear scholars say this hadith is da'if this hadith is rejected all they've said is that one of two things have happened all you need to research is one of these two reasons that has happened to this hadith and the is going to tell it to you he says it to you here look he says those two that's it if you ever hear the scholars they say this hadith is Ba'if is rejected. It's one of two reasons why a hadith is turned down and it's rejected. The first reason is what? It is saqtin. Saqtiya means what? Disconnection. Saqt means somebody has fallen out of the chain. Okay? Are we all together? The saqt is two types. Zahir and khafi. That which is apparent. And that which is hidden, it's hard to see that there's a there's a disconnection here. Are we all together? The zahir, that which is apparent, is four types. The hadith, the disconnection, which is apparent, is four types. Number one, one that is mursal, muallak, mu'dal, and munqatir. Those are the four. Those four are what? Those four are sakt, disconnection, that are zahir, apparent. Mm-hmm. Every individual who studies mustalah, who studies books of hadith, will tend to be able to realize these type of disconnection. Whether it's mursal, mu'dal, mu'dal, munqatr, those four. Each one we're going to... So I said... I said mu'alaq. Did I say mu'alaq? Mursal, mu'alaq, mu'dal, and a munqatir. Those four. Those are rahir. They're easy to be seen by a talib ilm. A student of knowledge can see that. If he studies a bit of mustalah, he can easily get to the bottom underline of why this disconnection happened. That's easy to identify. Like in the second type of disconnection, which is khafi, hidden type of it's a hidden type of disconnection. This is two types. It's called what? Mursal al-Khafi. It's not like the normal Mursal that you knew. And the Mudallas. The Mudallas. The Mudallas is Khafi and it's very hard for a talib al-ilm or a person to see that. This is where the Jahabidatul Nuqat. Bukhari will just come and this hadith is Mu'allam. 
And he said, Sheikh Bukhari. Halima Bukhari. How is this hadith defective? It's for him, it's like gold. The owner of a gold shop, what would he do? Huh? When you see you, you carrying gold in your company, he's like, don't bring it in. There's no point in me looking at it. It's fake. I can see it from here. Ah, Umaris, he knows it, sah? Abdurrahman al-Mahdi said to him, he said, hadith is like that to us. Abdurrahman al-Mahdi, he said, Abdurrahman al-Mahdi, he said, if you take to a gold, goldsmith, huh? you take gold to him and you give it to him, before he even weighs it, before he even looks into it, he knows that it's, it's real gold or if it's fake gold, sah? He said, the scholars of hadith are like that when it comes to a hadith. They know it. Just by hearing it, their ears know it. Because they've become emerged into hadith. They know how it sounds. They know the way it is, the way it's said, the way the Prophet spoke. They've lived with him. So what did the poet say? He said, uh, he said, Ahlul hadithihum ashabun nabi wa illam yashabu anfasuhum sahibu. Ahlul hadithi are the people of the Prophet. Even if they did not befriend him, their souls befriended him, alayhi salatu wasalam. Another poet said, Deenu al-Nabiyyu Muhammadin akhbaru ni'ma al-matiyyatu lilfata al-athaaru la ta'adilanna anil hadithi wa ahli farra'yu laylun wal-hadithu naharu wala rubbama ghalita al-fata athar al-huda wal-shamsu bazighatan laha anwaru These people are people who enjoyed hadith, lived by it, treasured it. And there's a kitab written by Imam Khatib al-Baghdadi, it's called Sharafu Ashab al-Hadith. Khatib al-Baghdadi wrote a book where he talks about the honor and the virtue of the people of hadith. Okay, that's two types of what? This connection that happens to the what? The chain. Then we come to the second type of why a hadith is rejected. What is it? Al-ta'anu, Ibn Hajar mentions it for you here. What does he say? Al-ta'anin. Ta'anin means what? It's a criticism on who? The narrator. The criticism that is put to a narrator is one of two. It's one of two. Either he's been criticized for his adala. Adala could be his integrity, sah? His morality, his integrity. That's what adala is. And inshallah ta'ala, the adala we're going to see is five. Five. Al-kadibu. Muttahamu bil-kadibi. Al-fisqu. Al-bid'ah. And al-jahala. Those five, inshallah, we're going to see them, don't worry, are five Al-Kadibu, Tuhmatul Kadibi, Al-Fisq, Al-Bid'ah, and Al-Jahala. Those five are criticism on his integrity. And then we come to what? We come to the second type of criticism that can be put to a narrator, which is what? Is his dabt, his precision, and his memory. Okay? He can be criticized for what? Yeah? He can be criticized for his precision, his dabt, how he's precise in terms of the hadith, and those are five as well. And the hadith is going to bring them. The first one is fuhshul ghalat, that he does excessive mistakes and he does. The second one is su'ul hifd, his memory is except. Al ghafla, kathratul awham, al mukhalafatu thiqat. These are the five that we're going to see. So it's fuhshul ghalat. Don't worry, inshallah, it's all going to come. Fuhshul ghalat. Su'ul Fahmi, Al Ghafla, Kathratul Awham, Al Mukhalafatul Thiqat. Those five are the, again the precision, the narrator, Rahimullah. And inshallah ta'ala, 
after that, Hafiz Mahajir is going to be speaking about all of the types of Mukhalafat al-Thiqat that come, the Maqloob, the Mudraj, the Al-Mazidu fi Muttasil al-Asaneed, and he talks about Al-Musahhaf, and then he talks about Muharraf, or the Muttarib as it's called. All of these are types of what? Mukhalafat al-Thiqat, how a person would oppose the narrators. We'll speak about all of that. And then at the ending of the book, Ibn Hajjah rahimahullah, he talks about matters that have nothing to do with uh, nothing to do with Mawdu'a uh, mustalah per se. Okay? Uh, he talks about the issue of ijazah and the issue of al-wijada and the issue of uh, how to take siyagul adha' and etc. Which we will touch on inshallah. So, now you have an idea of what mardud is. He says, Thumma al-mardud imma an yakuna li saqtin aw ta'anin The mardud imma it is it's either because it's what? Sakht. Sakht, which we just said, it's disconnection. Or there's a criticism towards the narrator. The narrator has been criticized. He's been criticized. Now, Ibn Hadar mentions to you <coughs> the types of criticism. Uh, sorry, the types of disconnection there are. The five. He says, The disconnection is one of five. Uh, the first one is It's from the it's from who? From the author of the book. The author of the book from him. That's called Mu'allaq. Bukhari misses his teacher. It's called Mu'allaq. So Bukhari says, حَدَّثَنَا الْحُمَيْدِيُ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ مُزُبَيْرِ صحيح. حَدَّثَنَا الْحُمَيْدِيُ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ Abdullah ibn Zubair. Are we all together? So Humaydiyu here is who? Shaykh al-Bukhari. If Bukhari misses Humaydiyu Abdullah ibn Zubair, and he says, مثلاً, حدثنا Humaydiyu Abdullah ibn Zubair, first hadith of Bukhari is what? إنما الأعمال بالنيات. What's the sentence for it? حدثنا Humaydiyu Abdullah ibn Zubair, and then after that is what? قال حدثنا Yahya ibn Ibrahim. Yahya ibn Ibrahim. Yahya ibn Ismail al-Ansariyu. Yeah? Yahya al-Ansariyu, rahimahullah. And then it's what? Muhammad Ibrahim al-Taymiyu and Al-Qama ibn Abi Waqas al-Layti and Umar ibn Khattab, صح? Five. Bukhari narrated this from who? Al-Humaydiyu, Abdullah ibn Zubair. If Bukhari misses Humaydiyu, Abdullah ibn Zubair, and he jumps to Ibrahim ibn Yahya al-Ansariyu, rahimahullah, what does it then become? It becomes a mu'allak. Bukhari's teacher is missing. He missed his teacher. This hadith is called what? It's called معلق بخاري دائما تشنيس تيتر ولذلك الإمام البخاري the أحاديث that he doesn't mention his teacher are we all together that the Bukhari doesn't mention his teacher he just says قال رسول الله sometimes you find صحيح البخاري when you're reading it قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم or sometimes Bukhari would say قال أبو هريرة بخاري أبو هريرة بينهما مفاوز between Bukhari and Abu Huraira there is the big distance so what did Bukhari do here? Did he mu'allaqan? He cut off his teacher. Who's he, who did he hear from your teacher? To Abu Huraira. But scholars, they say, mu'allaqatul Bukhariyu. The hadith which are mu'allaq in Bukhari are what? Mahmoolun ala tisal. They are considered to be connected with the condition that are what? That's, that's not mu'allaqan, sorry. The hadith which are an'alat al-Bukhari. Sorry, that's an'alat al-Bukhari. Now, hadith which are mu'allaq that Bukhari narrates, the scholars, they categorize it into two. 
the way that Bukhari transmits it. If Bukhari مثلاً says, قَالَ مثلاً he says, صح? Abu Huraira said, are we together? The scholars, they say that if he narrates it, and he narrates it بِسِيغَةِ الْجَزْمِ قَالَ is جَزْمِ It's conviction. He does it with conviction. قَالَ He said. Okay? Rawa He narrated. Sahih? All of these are صحيح عند البخاري But they are not ليس من شروطه They are not from his conditions of his صحيح. Does that make sense? But if he narrates it with the word ruya, qila, like the hukia, مثلاً, which are all what? Sigatu tamrid. Sigatu? Sigatu tamrid. According to Bukhari, this hadith is weak. That's how they distinguish between it. It could be sahih sometimes. Even though he made it weak, it could be sahih to other people. But to him, it's not seen as sahih. Are we all together? That's what Bukhari, rahimahullah, does. Then Mu'allaq is what? Mu'allaq is basically when the مِن مَبْدَئِ السَّنَدِ مِن مُصَنَّفٍ Musannaf is an author, like Bukhari. He, the beginning of the chain, is his teacher, is missing from the chain. Sahih. As a side point, here I have to mention a point, which is, you know the famous hadith that the Prophet ﷺ, he said, uh, the hadith of Abi Malik al-Ash'ari, uh, that the Prophet ﷺ, is in Bukhari, that the Prophet ﷺ, he said, um, now the famous hadith of Bukhari huh? that the Prophet prohibiting the music some people weakened it like who? Ibn Hazm rahimahullah mathalan ولذلك Iraqi says in his alfiyah an anatun kakhabari al-ma'azifi la tasril ibn hazmin al-mukhalifi like the narration of who? Bukhari is an'ana. Bukhari here, the reason why they said that this hadith is not authentic is because Bukhari said, Qala Hisham ibn Ammar. Okay? He didn't say hadithana. He didn't say Hamad, sorry, Hisham ibn Ammar told us. He said, Qala. So he said, because he said Qala, this hadith is disconnected. Why hasn't he mentioned if he heard it from him directly? Why didn't he say, I heard it from him? Many scholars responded to him. Ibn Qayyim responded to him, Rahimullah, Shawkani, uh, no, Shawkani is of the opinion of Ibn Hazm, but Sheikh Albani and others, Sheikh Albani wrote the kitab, Tahrim Alati al-Darb, and Sheikh Nasir, Mashallah, Fassala fil Mas'ala. But here it is that Ibn Hajar, Ibn Imam al-Bukhari, Muhammad Ismail al-Bukhari, first of all, Hisham al-Amar, Mishruqi, he's from his teachers. Sahih? Two, Al-Imam al-Bukhari, he's an'ala, the way he, if he doesn't narrate it with tasrih al-sama'a, he doesn't say hadathana or akbarana or anba'ana, he doesn't say that. Bukhari's qala and his an is mahmoolun ala tisal. The scholars say it's taken as what? Connection. Does that make sense? And also Bukhari narrated what? Bisiqat al-jazmi, right? Did he not say qala hisham? Did he say qila? Huh? He said what? Plus, just so that he makes it even more better. Ibn Abu Bakr ibn uh, Al-Imam uh, ibn Abi Shayba, sorry, ibn Abi Shayba, in his Musannaf, he brought this hadith connected, if that makes it better for you guys. If it makes it better, 
he brought it muttasilan, connected. So to say that the hadith is weak is either a person. However, how honorable he is and respected he is in his knowledge and his understanding. When it comes to issue of a hadith, he is what? Scholars, they clearly say he's haqibul layl. In this field, he's not given many weight. Especially when he goes against the jamahir of the ulama. Sahih? Ibn Hazm rahimahullah, he never saw Surah Tirmidhi aslam. He never saw it. And he placed on Tirmidhi jahala. He said, Tirmidhi is mature. Hazm said that Tirmidhi is what? He said he's mature. He's unknown. Who is he? And the scholars, they said, this is not a criticism to Tirmidhi, by the way. It goes back to you, Ibn Hazm. It makes, it, it makes you look bad, not Tirmidhi bad. It's Tirmidhi Ma'roof, you know, everyone knows him. Huh? So, if you haven't seen Sunnah Tirmidhi, then that takes away a lot of your knowledge of Hadith, right? It does. Uh, we'll stop there, inshallah ta'ala. Anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and Shaytan, and Allah and His Messenger are free from it. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik, ashadu an la ilaha illallah, astaghfiruk wa atubu ilayh.